T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Okay, if we're giving random shout-outs to Chicago radio shows, Parkins and Spiegel, obviously the best. <laughs> Afternoons on the score. Time now for the Bears Daily Update. I'm Mark Grody. Bears head coach Matt Eberflus was asked if he remembers the coldest game he has ever coached in. Uh, yeah. That's the Bears Daily Update. Unofficial fifth member of the Parkinson Spiegel mob, our friend and yours, our Bears reporter, and the inspiration or co-inspiration of this very QB one and one party. Yeah, it came from a conversation you guys had, huh? Moby Dick and Mark Grody on Friday. Happy birthday, Mark. Thanks, guys. What's up, party people? In the oh, house. How is yeah. like this? <laughs> it's very exciting because I was the only one in the group at the time that was in full support of naming it QB1 and 1. And it was Danny's brainchild. And I was like, yeah, you know what? It's fun to make fun of Danny when he says weird stuff. But this was good. QB1 and 1. Very good name for the party. And the first, uh, I'm in the midst of all the, the chaos and the locker room and coming out the field and interviewing guys. And as soon as the number one pick came in, I was like, oh, I got I to gotta text Parkins. Hold on a second, uh, Mr. Peterman. I got I to gotta text Parco about the number one pick. A fun fact, uh, Mark. Party, baby. It's still fun to uh, make fun of Danny even when he says something clever. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just I wanted to make sure that this has put me down for full support. Support. Absolutely. And how, Spiegel, how are, are you okay? Are you uncomfortable with the way Danny looks right now? Because I have seen the pictures. I had to figure out what was going on with the beard. Like, oh, lovey. Yes. Right. Lovey. Lovey. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm uncomfortable now because the beard is off, but the the silver spray paint he used on the beard is, yeah. is all over Danny's lips. And I'm having a flashback to a party in college when I walked in on some people huffing spray paint with a plastic bag. <laughs> Because people used to do that. Nice. So, yeah, wow. It looks, look, looks like Danny's been like doing some low-rent uh, hardware store whip hits is Hell what it looks yeah. like right that's, now. That's hilarious, man. <laughs> do you guys that, party? That is... I don't party like that. I you can't. Know, no, no partying like that anymore? <laughs> I, I can't hang. Yeah. I just texted the screenshots uh, to my wife. She said, I have some questions. <laughs> Why are your lips silver? <laughs> yeah. It's the Bears, so why D Rose? Uh-huh. Is that thing hot on your face? <laughs> These are all good questions. Those are all very good questions. Yeah, yeah well, way too many questions and way too much having to explain. Yeah, I, exactly. I would say. But, this, but is, this is how daddy earns your spirit. Living. Your spirit is unprecedented, though, Park Park. It's a good day oh, for yeah, a party. Yeah. That went perfectly yesterday. It did. Really. Oh, my God. It must have been uh, very uncomfortable for some of the players, but it went perfectly from our perspective. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, even, you know, yesterday, of course, we're asking guys about it. And, you know, I think the only one that gave me a very positive, this is a good thing, was Jaquan Brisker yesterday. You know, it's like whether they use it on defense or offense, you know, he's looking forward to it. Most of these guys, I mean, let's let's be honest, it's it's job security. So, the, to you know, it, it's got to be conflicting to some of them. Of course, if they know they're going to be back on this team, it's great and it's fun to play along and to think about it. But for a lot of guys, there's going to be that this offseason will represent replacing them. So it, it's a it's a very awkward question to ask a lot of these guys over the last two days. But we certainly did do it. It's not an awkward question to ask Ryan Poles tomorrow at 1030. Heard live on the score. Nope, it, it is not. And I cannot wait for Ryan Poles because it'll be our first chance to just get get it not, get his temperature and find out how he answers the questions. And he, he, he knows the questions that are, that are going to be coming, which means for better or for worse, probably for worse from our you know re- reasons that he is going to know the questions and he's going to have the answers ready for some of them. But... At least we will get a in something of an idea of how they're going to approach this offseason and how, how he answers the question and what his tone is when he's answering those questions as well. Yeah, so th- we'll have plenty of time to get into that tomorrow. We'll probably have you on, I'd imagine, tomorrow for a report after uh, the, the press conference. But players spoke today before they got out of Dodge. What, uh, what did we glean? What do we need to know? Yeah, let's start with Justin Fields, and uh, he gathered everybody around his locker. He says that there is reason for optimism regarding the offense, and one might ask him, uh, why is there optimism, Justin? I mean, just the fact that we were putting up 30-plus 30, you know, 30 points a game for like four or five weeks. So uh, I know, you know what we can do as an offense and you know what we can accomplish and the fact that you know, that was everybody's first year in the offense. We were doing that. Um, you know, Luke's first year as an OC. Um, that, that just gives us, you know, a lot of hope, a lot of optimism for the future, for sure. Makes all the sense in the world. You know, you famously said, would you say that there is a positive vibe in here? <laughs> and he said yes to that. Still positive vibes from Justin Fields today? It did feel like that, yeah. I mean, he, he as usual, you know, he's very understated and there was nothing different. He did not deviate from that style of press conferences at all. But he's right. I mean, there there was a blast of goodness from the offense for a period of time this year where you could say, oh, yeah, you could build on that. And we all know what, what still has to be done to make this offense a lot better, but he – uh, he pointed to the right thing in terms of why somebody would be encouraged about this Bears offense. This I mean, year, I it is really interesting, though. Okay, so that, he, that's a five-game stretch that started with their last win and then went into four of their – that would, would end up being ten losses in a row. But So that that's like a good off-season assignment to like go back, look at those games, look why they were scoring, look who was healthy because that's 33 against the Patriots on the road. That's 29 against the Cowboys on the road. 32 against the Dolphins, 30 against the Lions, and 24 against the Falcons, right? that That's the five-game yeah. stretch that he's talking about. Yep, and, and how was the, the offensive line operating? How were the wide receivers blocking? You know, things like that. Like, what exactly was going right? And you can mm-hmm. see, I mean, one of the small moves that's been made already, the, the extension to Equinemia St. Brown. And I think that that is because they realize that, no, he's not going to be a number one receiver or two or three anytime soon, but he he showed that he can help this offense progress under Justin Fields. Yeah, the cynic would say that up until the Atlanta game, 
And that five-game stretch was the full bloom of Justin Fields, the runner, being utilized Mm -hmm. as a weapon schematically and teams being shocked at it, the edge being given to him often on the zone read, and then Atlanta's when they started defending it differently. So now they haven't been able to counter that and go next level, and a lot of that is due to the weapons and the offensive line. Amen, Spiegel. I mean, the counter is passing. So, and then, right. and then if you can get that part down, and it doesn't have to be to the level of the running, obviously, but if you just have some sort of counter to mm-hmm. it, imagine how much more dangerous the running is to go with the, with the passing. I mean, it just, it just, it just so ideal. One of the other things that Justin Fields was asked, and I thought it was a good question, is, do you want a say? in what Ryan polls, what the Bears do in the offseason. Here's his answer. I mean, you know, I think Ryan has a – I mean, I know Ryan has a great understanding of, you know, what needs to be done around here, you know, what holes, you know, we might need to fill and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, that's not my job to, you know, control any of that. You know, whatever he needs me to do in terms of, you know, recruiting and stuff like that. I'm sure we're going to have that conversation here in a bit. So, um, whatever he's going to do, you know, know, I I fully trust him and, you know, his – his goal is to, you know, make the best team he can uh, for us. So um, I know he's going to do a great job of that. And, you know, we're going to, of course, you know, get better and work in the offseason. So, yeah. Love that. It's the it's the anti-Derek Rose. That's the, evolu- <laughs> that's the evolution of sports, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever he needs to do with recruiting, happy to do it. So just so I understand that, right? He spoke to you guys before he spoke to Ryan Poles. That sounded like he had not had his exit interview yet. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah, okay. that he was on his way to to be talking to to Ryan Poles and the coaching staff. You know, I'm not had sure. any of the players had the exit interview, or, or was that or was that by design so you guys didn't get anything from uh, them that the front office wanted? Honestly, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think uh, okay. like, and you're gonna hear from Justin Jones some really good stuff here in just a minute. But I think that he spoke to at least the coaching staff. I think that that's where the exit interviews are more. So I'm, I am not completely clear on what part Ryan Poles has in this. I'm obviously, Ryan Poles knows exactly what is going to be said in those meetings. But I think that they are handled more by the coaches yep. than Poles. But I think Fields may be different. So it's not like he was on his way to talk to Ryan Poles. You know, I think it's important that yeah. he has one with Ryan Poles because – you know, and we'll talk about about this a little bit more later. Whatever he, Ryan Poles does publicly to foment potential quarterback interest may have to be mitigated or at least paired with what he does privately with Justin Fields uh, in that regard. Because Justin's going to hear a lot of stuff over the next three, four months. <laughs> yeah, he is. And uh, he, I do think that he's, I don't know, he's not going to have a say, and it doesn't sound like Fields is going to impose his will. However... You know, and Brian Poles has to talk to him and say, "What, what, what are you most comfortable with?" And what he's got to ask him, like ideally, what, what do you need more of? And it doesn't necessarily mean Poles is going to directly link it to what he said, but you have to have that that intel, that information from the quarterback. And pass I, at least I hope blockers, pass yeah. catchers. Yeah, that's what he needs. That's very simply put. No, that's absolutely true. And and I would think that, honestly, he'd probably prioritize the offensive line. You know what I mean? There were too many times where I think he bit his lip about, 
you know, saying anything too overly negative about the offensive line. He was he was honest at times. He would mention it when they got better. But I think if you got an honest moment from Justin Fields, he'd be like, yo, I just didn't have the time to do everything I wanted to. And that does not negate Fields from criticism for the things that he needs to get better at. But I think that, like I said, he would probably say, I need better. I need more time back here, and I could probably do some serious damage. Because when he did have time, he looked terrific in passing. Saw some pictures of Ted Phillips on the field after the game. Um, His final moments out there. David Montgomery and family out there on the field after the game. What does Montgomery think about his future with or without the Bears? Yeah, apparently we all read way too much into the the picture taking at the at the center of the field is uh, David Montgomery was his family and you know we were all thought, oh is this because you know this might be your last time and he's like no bro it's just because I wanted to take pictures with my family and I I've seen he I've seen David Montgomery with his family before on the road and he's very close with them so I actually bought that but as he was cleaning out his locker today we talked to him and he was asked how does he feel about his Bears future. The biggest thing is just being sure that I understand, uh, you know, that I gave everything that I had and every opportunity that I had it. And also understanding, though, like, it's more work to be done. What do you want to do? Like, as far as? Your future. Where do you want to be? I want to play football. Here? I just want to play football. I would love to be here. Are you hopeful for that, dude? Are you hopeful that it can be worked out this day? Of course. Yeah, he's in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, very good player at a very devalued position, hitting free agency where it's probably the deepest position. It's 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 not a great free agent year. It's a pretty good draft. Not a not a great free agent year, but there's a ton of running backs that are out there, both in the draft and free agency. My my guess is David Montgomery ends up a little disappointed with the contract he signs. Oh my god, I would assume so. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard on a breakout year, well timed. Uh, Miles Sanders after a huge year with with Philly. This is a it's a very good uh, running back class. All those guys, I think, get bigger deals than David Montgomery. Not to mention that the the Bears probably do feel like they can find a you know a more explosive, more pass catching running back. You know, what I mean, that's like the one thing that David Montgomery doesn't have is that like complete explosive ability. He's a terrific football player, like all purpose, all of that, and he has definitely endeared himself to this regime as he did to the previous regime. Like, that's what he does everywhere he goes. I think he's going to be back, though. I think he's going to be back, right? Yeah, on a a short contract with, with, as you guys indicated, probably not the cash that he he wants. He can protect. He knows how to pass block. good pass blocker. He's a good teammate. Needs some continuity. Pulse said he was one of his favorite guys on the team. I mean, I won't – listen, it's a running back, so you can't be shocked if it doesn't happen – but it's a schematically interesting running game. It helps to have a guy who knows it and all those things. I, I would bet that he's here. I would too. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, and he's just a, an overall plus for the organization. All right, let's get to the the Justin Jones stuff. He was great today, as he always is, and he he did appear to have had his exit interviews. We were talking about, and he said to us that. He, he was allowed, or the players are allowed, to air grievances in their exit interviews. Take a listen to this. If, if there was a general grievance that, if addressed, you think will pay dividends next year? 
by the coaching staff responding to what the players see as is energy. Making it a better place for a lot more players to, you know, speak what's on their mind. You know, like if, you know, if a player doesn't agree with some of the things that we're doing, you know, I think it should be an open space for you to, you know, let them air it out and say, like, hey, you know, I don't understand why we're doing this. And, you know, you should be able to explain, like, hey, like, this is why we're doing this. This is why your job is so important. And this is what it means to our defense. That would help, you know, a player, you know, feel, you know, I guess better about doing it or more profitable in doing it because they know exactly how significant their role is to our defense. Wasn't that part of the culture, though, that, that was established here, that there was that open-door policy, or was that not really part of part of? Yeah, it's, it's an open-door policy, but, you know, you have to kind of, you got to kind of, like, reassure players that it's, it's still available. Right. You know, when you're going through a tough season and stuff like that, you know, players tend to look at themselves like, you know, what am I doing wrong? And with that being said, you kind of have to reiterate that, hey, my door is always open if you want to talk and reiterate, like, hey, like, you know, things aren't going the way we planned. I know it looks kind of bad right now, but if you really need to understand, like, where you stand, like, come come and talk to me and really really make it just that. Like, don't make it seem like, oh, you know, it's a punishment or anything to come up to the office and everything, but, like, really say, like, hey, like, it's tough right now. You know, you can come talk to me and just hash out like that. Boy, it's a whiplash of a tank and a rebuild in the NFL is that that dude is one of the elder statesmen of this defense. Yeah, no doubt about it. And he- here's what else I can add to that, guys. Um, you know, as as we went on with the Q&A with Justin Jones, Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn came up. I think a lot of defensive players were really disappointed that that Ryan Poles traded Roquan Smith. He he talked about, you know, Justin Jones was added to the captaincy and he, you know, and he kind of said, "Look, I, I'm not Roquan Smith. So all I could do is listen to the players, but I'm not Roquan Smith. I'm not Robert Quinn. And, you know, and talking to Travis Gibson today, I mean, it sounds like, and I'd, I'd love to talk to more players about this, that it really was. They they were, it sounded like they were kind of angry about the the Roquan trade and, and, and to a lesser degree, Robert Quinn as well. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. You, you know, like that is a classic, like a perfect, we should cite it example of the difference between a coach's job and a general manager's job. <laughs> you know, like the, the, a, a coach's job is supposed to, to be like, hey, next man up, this sucks, us against them, even if you have to turn the front office into an enemy in the locker room, like that's okay. There's so much turnover in an NFL team year to year to year that like that that's to- totally fine. They don't think you're good enough to win. They're trying to do something for a draft pick or a salary cap or whatever. F them. Let's go out and beat the Lions this week. That's a coach's job, that's a player's job, and Ryan Poles' job is to not care about any of that. Like yeah, you know what I mean? Like that, that that's the difference right there. Or just yeah, well, trust the coach to take care of the business. Yeah, Justin and, Jones and, and, is going to be pissed for a couple of weeks, but that's okay. Yep, yep. And 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 well, I mean, and apparently it, it's still kind of is lingering. That obviously they have to get over it, right? I should say this though about Ryan Poles. He because he's not that far removed from being a player and he's young and he's new at this job. We found out with the the Larry Ogan Joby failing to sign him because of the failed physical that this stuff hits him hard. That like in terms of having to deal with players, like he's not he is not like a lot of GMs where it's just a number. Like he'll probably get there, but I think he is sensitive to that. And he made a point of it too after he traded Roquan Smith that he knows that there is a void in the locker room. So I think that you know, and, and maybe that's something that if we get to it, we'll talk to Ryan Bowles about. But I, I I know that the he doesn't have the you know don't look at them as human beings thing down yet as I guess GMs have to eventually get. What else from Justin Jones? Uh, Justin Jones was 
the best on Justin Fields. So here he is. Justin Fields? Yeah. Oh, he got some wheels on him, man. <laughs> Where to run. But, you know, he, he gets a lot of flat because people say that he's not accurate. You know, I don't know if everybody knows, but he's one of the accurate, most accurate quarterback come out in his draft class, like one of the most accurate. Threw some crazy-ass passes in college, threw some crazy-ass passes in the game. Like, he is an accurate quarterback. He's gifted in so many different ways. This is why he can score in so many different ways, which makes him even more dangerous than people even thought he was. Yeah. You feel I me? Mean? So I think once we uh, start getting some more pieces around him and everything and, you know, start, you know, actually building an actual – scheme for him that can really showcase every athletic talent he has, every ability that he has. It's going to be real, real dangerous out here. You know what I'm saying? Justin Fields, having a quarterback like that, having a franchise quarterback like that, a lot of people are still looking for theirs. You know, we, we, we found ours. Ha! That was great. We found, found ours. ours. Yep. That's it's a great what, line. It is a great line. That's what it has felt like during that five-game stretch when we came in and declared it and felt it. I still feel that way. Absolutely. Oh, you mean the last time we had a party? Yeah. That was the QB1 party. That's true. This is the QB1 yeah, and one party. Yeah, yeah, this, so this is a totally confused. different thing, Spiegel. <laughs> totally different thing. Yeah. Yeah. No helium in these balloons. We blew them up ourselves. Uh-huh. Slightly smaller balloon budget, yeah. larger uh, costume budget. Yeah, and um, th- that party was different because you didn't have any spray paint on your lips. Uh, yeah. This one. I'm going to wash my face during the commercial break. I'm going to wash my face. Uh, Grody, can you do another segment? Uh, absolutely. All right, I know it's your birthday. so I, it's, I don't, it's all good. But uh, we're going to hear from Tevin Jenkins on if he thinks he has a spot on the team. But you guys get to talk to Ryan Poles tomorrow. Uh-huh. And I'm curious if you think he's going to talk about Justin Fields in the way that Justin Jones just talked mm. about about Justin Fields. So we'll pick up the Bears report with the birthday boy, Mark Grody, next on The Score. Parkinson and Spiegel show flashback. 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 So, all right, back to the, the baseball thing. Um, as Alex Cora, do you say he's been, he was fired or he was, because I haven't seen it cross here. Um has he been fired or was he suspended? All right, we'll try to figure that out here um, momentarily, momentarily here. Uh, but it probably has been suspended. It was the same thing that Rob Manfred. Yeah, Mark, uh, Jeff Passan, just uh, 47 seconds ago, Alex Cora out as Boston Red Sox manager following the fallout of the sign-stealing scandals that have enveloped baseball. Out. So he uses the <laughs> terminology. Enveloped. <laughs> That's what I said. Okay. So wait. So he's out as manager. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mike. <laughs> it would be a long re- ringtone, but I could make it my ringtone. Oh man, yeah. That's a top five <laughs> sound clip. I I think in the history of the station. There's so much good there. It's right up there with the caller talking about Hamp. <laughs> being sweet to his little girl who was in a body cast. It's right up there. Oh, and also... <laughs> I thought this was my birthday. That's a gift for you guys yeah. in the listening audience. It's true. You know what show you're on. That's, that's how we celebrate. <laughs> our, our Bears Report with yeah. Mark Brody brought to you by Global Biotech Company, Horizon Therapeutics, where our mission to transform patients' lives is personal. So we'll get to the projection with Ryan Poles tomorrow, but let's wrap up uh, talking to players in the locker room. Uh, Tevin Jenkins, how's he feeling about his uh, – is he on the team for next year? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, he said today that he thinks he exceeded his own expectations, but he was asked the question, man. I So, so we assume you're locked in as the starter in the future, right, Tevin? I mean, we have a lot of, a lot of cap space and a lot of uh, opportunities this draft, so I really don't know how it's going to go. 
I don't ever want to be the person to say, yeah, I have a spot. I don't want to do that because I always want to stay hungry and feel like uh, I still have to chase my job even if I have it secure. Are you going to pay attention to all the draft rumors and in free agent rumors and stuff like that? Uh, I'll say a little bit because it does have to do with my job and it does affect my family a little bit. So I do, of course, I'm going to pay, start paying attention a little bit. Hmm. That's the answer, isn't it? I mean, that's really what he said like what every player is probably thinking too, unless your name is Justin Fields or Jack Sanborn, because those are the only two really secure guys on this entire roster. You know, <laughs> Mark, there's, we, a few, there's a few more. Yeah, yeah. we spent so much time in training camp trying to figure out why they didn't like Tevin Jenkins. I know what the tragic flaw was, and here he is. He's worked the whole year. Do they like him more now? I mean, it, it, he was tough and he was strong, but he also got hurt a lot. And do they? You think they like him more? No. They do like they do like him more, and when given a chance, they say nice things about him. But he's still one of those guys who I don't know exactly how they feel about him for the you know the they don't have to think about the long term future, you know, just being in the second year of his rookie contract. But I mean, I think it's important to to go back to that speaks to all of the stuff that happened at the beginning of the season. Is something and is there anything being held against him from all of that and the the rumors from NFL Network that he was looking uh, for a trade and uh, you know all of that. But then all of a sudden he goes and plays guard and he was one of the most consistent offensive linemen this year. So I'm really curious to see uh, that how they handle Tevin Jenkins. Yeah, I do I do think he he will certainly be back, but. Who knows what they add to this offensive line in the offseason? Yeah, I think how I would assume is he'll be back because he's more valuable to the Bears than someone else. Like, he hasn't proven so much to the rest of the league that you could get a lot of value back for him. But when he played, he played pretty well. And you've got so many problems that I can't really – and he's cheap. I can't really imagine them moving on from him. Right, like I, my guess is he's in their their grouping of seven it, it, offensive linemen next year. It, it would make no, it would make no sense to me if if they were to get rid of Tevin Jenkins unless there is some outburst of offensive linemen coming into Hallis Hall that I don't know about. It would it would really be, but then again, then again, I, they, like they got rid of James Daniels last year. Like they come in and traded him to Pittsburgh for nothing, which I thought was a, a weird move by Ryan Pohl. So so who knows? Yeah, they got to make a choice on Cody Whitehair. You know. Got to yeah. make got to got to make a decision there. So there's I could see some one year contracts coming his way, or maybe two year for Cody Whitehair being in you know tenth tenth or eleventh year in the league, steady as they come, health as sturdy as they come. I I I think it would be it would be good for him to be around still as well. An eight million dollar uh, dead cap hit if they move on from Cody Whitehair. Fourteen million dollar cap hit assuming <laughs> he's on the team. So again, mm-hmm. they they can afford to do either one uh, with with him. How do you expect Ryan Poles to play it tomorrow? Well, I, I don't think he's going to go so far as to do the, the Justin Jones thing where he stands up and says, we've got our franchise quarterback. What I think he has to say, though, is something to the effect of, you know, we're very confident that Justin Fields is our quarterback and, and then take based on the big steps that he took throughout this year, the leadership, he was able to check – check that box. So I I don't think he's going to, I think there's a leave just a little bit of gray area, but at this point it would seem um, almost wrong to not 
sort of back up what everybody is seeing, what everybody is talking about. And then, you know, it, the obvious is the obvious. There's a, there's another part to his game that they have to develop. And I think that Ryan Poles will not be afraid to say, yes, there are, you know, some real things that have to be worked on, but we're very confident that Justin Fields is our, our quarterback. Yeah, I think that he will give him a vocal, firm support. Yes. Like, I, I, I think, you know, I think you will say Justin is our quarterback. We look at him as a foundational piece for what we're trying to do around here. He flashed ceilings of superstardom. Our goal is to surround him and cultivate him and grow him and develop him and take it to the next step. And if you're talking about what I'm going to do with the number one overall pick, I will tell you nothing, but we will leave no stone unturned. Right? Like, I, I, makes I, sense. I, I, think, right. I think when he's talking about the number one pick, he is noncommittal on everything. And yep. when he is talking about Justin Fields, he is as firm in his commitment to Justin Fields as being the quarterback of the Bears. And then if the shocker of all shockers happens, that they trade Justin Fields and they draft a quarterback, he's like, well, change my mind. I scouted. I scouted. Had a long time to look at these guys. Decided decided something very specific. It's not a bad reflection on Justin, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's interesting. He, he basically said that positive stuff. He leaned into it when talking about the Claypool trade. That was a moment where he said, I've seen something special happening with Justin and our football team. And so that's why I went out and got, and got Claypool. So I, I think you're probably right, Danny, that he will say it verbally. I do feel like it would benefit him to have that doubt out there for people, but maybe that will still be out there for people regardless of what he says. I think I know. Yeah, go ahead, Grody. I was just going to say, I think he, he has to leave that little bit of gray area just because of what Danny was talking about. Like, I mean, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback, but the, it would be silly of Ryan Poles to just kind of, you know, d- block himself out from the possibility of something crazy like that. So I think he's the quarterback of the future. I, I think Ryan Poles probably thinks he is the quarterback of the future, but there's still another part that has to be accomplished before they, they think about him being the guy who's going to be here for the next eight to 10 years. What's on your list of questions? I mean, the Justin uh, Justin Fields is number one. I mean, in terms of definitely want to know, hear the exact words that Ryan Poles uses. Um, I want to know. I do want to know about guys that he is. You know, the, the guys that are out of contract. Uh, David Montgomery. What what are you going to do with him? What do you value in the running back? position just to get an idea of it um and then try, try i would love to get an idea of what what he will use in either free agency or the draft like how he will distinguish the two where where are where's the money gonna go um in free agency and what will you leave for the draft to try to get some idea of what direction he's going to go once he does start to unload some some of that don't and and how many how many like new impact players does he expect to have on this team next year with all the resources Mm -hmm. that he has yeah there's there's so much it'll be it'll be fascinating to see how closely he plays it to the chest because i always think about like when these guys speak at the combine they're like what? How close? Close to the vest, I vest, think. But close to the chest. The vest is on the chest. Yeah, come on. So Those frankly, are the same thing. Yeah. Well, no, they're not. They're not. I mean, uh, but a vest is a chest. No, protector. The, the, the chest is inside the vest. Yeah, so I can't chest. fault you too much. You don't think you don't keep things close to the chest? No. 
I don't think well, so. Why would you keep it close Other to than, your vest? You know what I do, I do keep close to my chest? is my vest. A vest. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> your vest, your chest is on my vest. I don't know. I went oh, all in all to speak. See my Great vest. job, by the way, Spiegel, doing yeah. the Beatles, man. That was sick. Oh, Great yeah, job. I didn't yeah. see you that night, but I'm glad you were there, man. Yeah. I'm glad yep. you were there. Because you were on the stage. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was were... a fun night. Yeah, right. No, it was very fun. Um, got a few more things for you guys. Right, if you got a second. Nuggets. Tidbits. Uh, here, here come the Bears Nuggets. Uh, Tevin Jenkins says his neck injury is not anything that will uh, carry over long term. Uh, Justin Fields says his hip was is 80%. He would have played in that game if it had been a uh, playoff game and he had had the say. Uh, Fields also said um, it would have been cool to break Lamar Jackson's running record, but said he would like to break a passing record in the near future. Uh, David Montgomery crashed the Fields interview to give him a big hug and a big smooch as well. Mm. And finally, uh, my guy Tevin Jenkins told me um, that he and his fiance are getting married oh. in March in Dallas, and I have yet to receive my invitation. But you I mean, should you be made there. it happen. You should be there to give her a hug. Yeah, you made it happen. <laughs> I do need to give her a well, hug. Well, give your uh, fiance a big hug and uh, take good care of her. And uh, I really appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much, man. Let's do it again soon, okay? Yes, sir. I really appreciate you. Yeah. It's just <laughs> tremendous advice coming from uh, you and your deep reservoir of experience. You're, you're on the giving matter. you're giving her away, right? Aren't you walking her down the aisle? <laughs> you should be. Yes, yes, yes. We we are doing. That's yeah, so why I told him. I said, "Hey, man, whatever you need throughout this time, you just let me know. I will be there. I don't need an N one, but I will oh, be in no. Dallas. You do need an N one because we need to see pictures of you and Dave, you and Dave the cat <laughs> <laughs> dancing at the wedding." Oh, that would that would be lovely. You know, I'm always there for Tevin. You know, I am. <laughs> How you celebrating the birthday, Mark? Um, well, as I was telling the the Shane and Tanny before I came on, you know, I had an offer to go out with some friends for dinner tonight, and then my parents invited me over, and my aunt's going to be there. I believe that's the better offer because chances are I'm going to get a better meal and oh. a and and po- potential gifts from the parents. So I. I'm going to go hang out with the parents tonight. And then I'll do that thing where you spread your birthday out. You go, go. okay, this friend wants to take me out for dinner. That friend wants to take me out for dinner. Like that whole thing. So I got – it's a whole, like, couple of weeks worth of planning here. Oh, my guys. God. Yeah, my wife, a couple of weeks. I know. Yeah. Good well, for you. Yeah. that's just the way it works. You know, you stagger these things out. You know, not, not everybody can go out at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. you got to please all the people. And if they want to keep taking me out to dinner, I'll do what I got to do. Thanks, you know? Gross. Yeah. 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 Bears, buddy. Be, Good stuff. Yep. Bears. See you guys. All right. It's, um, we've entered uh, Hell Week for me. Saturday is both Ruben's birthday and Christine's birthday. Oh, it's tough. I got the double. Got yeah. the double on Saturday. Yeah, it's not easy. Did for they it. know you call it Hell Week? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe now. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. You cut them off, man. Hell of a lot of fun. Uh, hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> hell of a time. Hell of a lucky man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So you're in the same spot. So Ruben, right after Christmas Hanukkah. Yes. It, Owen's January 17th. So he's right after Christmas Hanukkah. It's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a t- it's tough life out there. Why is it difficult? Because he already gave him a bunch of He already of gave stuff. him presents. Oh, poor you. Yeah, he doesn't know what he accurate. wants. Okay, so hear me out. Everything you got him for Christmas, hold one of those back and then give it to him. Like, buy his Christmas gifts, 
reserve one, yeah, and then give it to him. I tried to do that with Christine, hold a Hanukkah gift back, and I realized that's a terrible birthday gift, so I just gave it to her in between. Well, no, speaks. You just buy nine instead of eight <laughs> at the time you're buying the Hanukkah gift, and then there's the birthday gift. See, I need to go to you on all things Jew, just all things. Yeah, oh yeah, it's probably safer. But you don't think that a singular birthday gift is a bigger deal than like the sixth night of Hanukkah? Pick the second best uh, Christmas gift or whatever, hmm. and that's your birthday gift. That's your birthday. This isn't difficult. You make parenting sound so easy. I know. It's not. <laughs> it's because it is. It's yeah. exhausting. I um, I, <laughs> a texter has made a suggestion, and I realize there's a way that we at Odyssey, we here at the radio station, can help the Bears. Maybe one final act to really help the Bears in their trade possibilities for this coming draft. All right. Well, we'll do that coming up. And then at four, Mike Tannenbaum has been in the room. He has run drafts. He has run free agency trades for organizations. He also said that there's going to be long conversations that Ryan Poles will have about Bryce Young v. Justin Fields. We want to talk about which asset is more valuable. Former NFL general manager Mike Tannenbaum at four, but we'll do that next on The Score. Did you happen to watch a Colts game yesterday? I watched a lot of that Colts game. Yesterday, Sam Ellinger against Davis Mills in a real suck fest. <laughs> Man, that was that was bad, but it worked out great. And now we're having a QB one and one party. You can Woo! tune into Twitch, see the balloons and the streamers. The beard that I spray painted silver, I admittedly is now just kind of hanging around uh, the old neck because it got itchy and I looked like Tyrone Biggums. Uh, with all sorts of silver nonsense on my lips and nose. Now you but, got a, a little Kyle Orton neck beard thing. Uh, yeah, we can pull that up a little bit. It's not a good look anymore, but the energy was really flowing. I, at, I think at start, so. At the start of the I'm, show. I'm glad we're having a party. It is a party. It should be a party. It is a party. They're in a crazy, unprecedented place. There's already an article, uh, Danny, in the Indianapolis Star about what the Colts might have to give up to trade up in the draft. Hell yeah. Today, immediately. And they do the whole points thing with the draft pick. You know, there's the chart and everything. So um, the Indy Star surmises that to get the number one pick, the Colts would have to give up at least their number four pick and an additional second rounder and their 2024 first rounder next year. Yeah, yeah. Like at that, least. That would be super exciting because the Colts, no guarantee that they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. You'd still get to take presumably Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, assuming two quarterbacks go, you know, there's a, in theory a scenario there where it goes quarterback, defensive player, defensive player. And then you're a little stuck at four, but then you hope that someone else wants Will Levis. Maybe you trade down again from right. four. Uh, you recoup the second rounder. I'm pretty sure that Ryan pulls is whatever trade down he does. It will, it will include a second rounder in this year's draft to replace the one he gave up for Claypool. To replace the one he gave up for Claypool. So if he gets the Colts second round pick, that's going to be like that pick at the end of the yeah, first that round. That would be the thirty what uh, sixth pick in the draft, right? And an additional one next year, thirty fifth pick in the draft. Um, textures uh, have been getting in with like Bears get that number four pick, a future one, Michael Pittman. How about wide receiver Michael Pittman? Interested in Michael Pittman? Yes, I mean yes, he would uh, he. Uh, you would still have not a true number one. He's very good, but mm. you would not have a you know a top twelve wide receiver in football. Yeah, but yeah, of course, uh, man. And I, I, the, the truth is, like I will narrow this as we go. I'm in, there is no bad suggestion if the player is good. Deron Payne, yeah, interested. Orlando Brown, yeah, 
Interested. Mm-hmm. Michael Pittman, yeah, interested. They, they have so many needs. you got to be interested in all of them. Staying on the Colts, I think we could step in and appreciate the texture's uh, suggestion. Okay. Offer Jim Ursay a couple of DJ shifts at WXRT. Oh, interesting. I always have wanted to say WXRT. <laughs> That's the owner of the Colts who grew up in Lincolnwood, loves WXRT. And came on with me and Mark Grody pretty much because he thought he was coming on WXRT. Not pretty much. Yeah, not pretty much. Shame lied to him. <laughs> I told them yes. <laughs> XRT. That was pretty definitive. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty uh, yeah. lie. So, I mean, like, Jim, you don't even have to give us Jerry Garcia's Tiger guitar. Yeah. You, you don't have to. You, you can hold on all that stuff that you have. We just need your number four pick, next year's number one, and the year after that, also that number one. That would be great. And also the number two in and this DeForest year. Buckner, and DeForest Buckner. And DeForest Buckner. And, and Michael Pittman. And you get to do Friday overnights on XRT. Yeah. It's a good deal. You know What's he's up, in. man? Uh, on, on First and Pod, not last night's episode, but uh, before this slate of games. Don't spoil it. I haven't caught up yet. It's okay. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, Pony suggested, do you think that the Bears and Colts had a conversation where the Colts said, we'll throw the game yeah. so that the Texans, so that you get the number one overall pick, but then you've got to cut us like a 10% discount on trading up from four to one, because we're not going to be able to trade up with the Texans. They're in our division. Uh-huh. They need a quarterback. We need to leapfrog the Texans. We'll still trade you a bunch. But don't charge us 120 cents on the dollar. Sure. We'll just give you 95 cents on the dollar. You could actually do that. There's a discount you can do based on the chart that I was talking about, like 3,000 points, whatever. So, uh, but that's a good conspiracy theory. I like the conspiracy theory a lot. I just think we're sitting in a really good place with two very strange ownership groups led by strange owners, highly motivated, who are in the same division. Yes. Oh, it's nice. And, and, you know, I want to keep exploring this and I want to talk to Tannenbaum about it. Because Paul speaks tomorrow. I think he's going to give a, a full-throated endorsement of Justin Fields. But then when talking about the number one pick, say, I can do anything. Because I think the answer is, as long as there's good players at the top, mm-hmm. your leverage comes in. Multiple teams will want Bryce Young or Will Levis. And everyone who wants a quarterback knows that Houston's taking one at two. So they'll know they have to get in front of Houston. I feel like Ryan Poles doesn't give up leverage if he says, I love Justin Fields. Because he could, A, just lie and do something else, or and or, like, the, the leverage comes from multiple teams wanting to get to that spot I to like take it. the player. I like it. It's a good person to ask. And, and I want to know what's the ideal scenario, because we as a mob can help make the ideal scenario happen, obviously, with our feeding of the rumor mill. Do you want one guy to emerge as the definitive number one quarterback? Do you want two or three yeah. there at the top? Do you want four in the top nine and have there to be chaos all around? If you were in the Ryan Poles catbird seat, what is ideal? And we will begin with, he said, there will be long conversations about Fields or Bryce Young. That was how Mike Tannenbaum got on our radar. Oof. So we'll start there with just what's the more valuable asset, the current quarterback or the number one overall pick. Former NFL general manager Mike Tannenbaum next on the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.